Welcome to episode 21 of the John and Tom show. Hi, Tom. Hey, John. Uh, so I'm going to, what do I want to do today, Tommy? I'm, I'm trying to get a, a grasp on our, um, our show a little, <laughs> what we're trying to do. Um, I'm getting a little burnt out on that, on the right wings people's. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> no, I know. Well, because John, it's getting crazier every day. I you know, I swear to God, I just, when you think it's gotten as bad as it can, it gets worse. And, yeah. And I just have to take a break sometimes. Oh, I just yeah. can't, can't manage it because it's just too much crazy. I just want to talk about some of the stupid stuff we're doing. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, it's going to be a little politico, but, but hell, every, everything's politicized anymore, John. We politicized a vaccine. Right. A vaccine. Yeah. We, medicine. Managed, we, managed, yeah. we managed to do that, didn't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we sure did. I don't think I did. No. Did I? I might have. I don't know. I don't no, think man. I did. No, I don't think no. you did. No. Maybe. Uh, no. I, I doubt it. I, I, I don't see you doing something like that, John. I really don't. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I did, but you never know. You know. Someone else may see me differently. I'm just trying to be very open-minded and and even-keeled today. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. I've, I've got... Well, the thing is, I've I've gotten to the point you know, I try, I try to follow this stuff, and, and the madness has gotten to the point where it's actually becoming depressing. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it really is. I, I, I just don't understand. I'm worried about the direction of this country right now. Well, I think we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, there seems to be an undercurrent of, like, one side versus the other. Of course, we know that for a long time. But right now, in particular, what the feeling I'm getting – from from the the right the the, con, the quote unquote conservatives mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that is um, is that they are very concerned about uh, the leftists taking control of this country and controlling the people like in you know this is sort of the the motivation for a lot of these um, protests for masks anti maskers anti vaxxers that's their freedom. Okay, and so they they feel that uh, this was a you know this COVID sort of showed the government that they they had the capacity to control their citizens, like locking down, uh, basically requiring businesses to close down and mm-hmm. requiring people to wear masks and requiring people now in certain states requiring people to wear to to get the vaccine in order to participate in society, like New York and San Francisco and some of the other places. That's their concern. I think mm-hmm. that's their biggest concern. I, not everyone. I mean, I'm sure there's, but it seems to me from what I've been noticing lately, it's that. And um, I think that is, you know, I, I think we should all be concerned that, that that's an issue. We don't want, nobody would want uh, a government to control its citizens and turn America into uh, any of these other places that are like where our freedoms, what freedoms isn't, freedom is not as big of a thing like China or Russia or any of those other countries. But I don't think we're there because we are, we're, we're in a state of emergency right now. We're, we, we've been in a pandemic for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in those states of emergencies, you have to take drastic measures. And I think, you know, we were all trying to figure it out. The government's trying to figure it out. I do not believe that there is a massive sort of, uh, conspiracy or whatever you want to call it to, to control citizens. I don't, no, I, I think that has nothing to do with it except. And so, but if you, if you're paying attention to all these, these quote unquote conservatives and people on the right, they really think that that is the main motivation for vaccine mandates for, for, uh, mask mandates and for locking down. They don't, they, they're missing. It's like, we're just saying those, you know, common sense says, a pandemic comes what's potentially deadly and you don't want to spread it. What do you do? You take certain measures to try to mitigate those, mm-hmm. the damage rate. And, um, I, it, it makes sense that we do that, but, um, I will say, I do think that we should be cautious because, you know, they're, they're you know, you don't want to, uh, allow a, uh, an emergency situation to determine new norms. Right. And, uh, so, Anyway, I just, I wanted to, uh, 
just sort of break that down a little bit because that, that, that does seem to be when you see all these like protests at PTA meetings and these school boards and mm-hmm. uh, these people, they're so unbelievably passionate. They want to kill people. No, that, they're violent. They want to just like yeah. hurt people that are pro mask. Um, and that's because of, I think that's because of that. What I just said is that that feeling and that, that, that narrative that they've been hearing from their, whoever they listen to, whether it's the news or the podcasts or, uh, or their friend, family friends that, uh, the government, the, the Biden administration, uh, the, the quote unquote leftists are just trying to control us and mm-hmm. that this is just another way of doing that. Um, and it's just, it's impacting our freedoms. So what do you well, think about that? You know, John, you can't cure stupid. Well, I mean, that's easy to say, but no, but like, well, I know it's easy to say, but specifically, but it's like the like truth. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, let's face it. How how stupid, stupid can you be? Uh, yeah, I, you know. But Tom, you got to slow down a little bit. I I know it may it seems crystal clear to you, because you are Tom. But uh, a lot of you know people don't feel that's that way, and you know. I, I don't think you want like just just assume that forget about reality, but just assume that like there is a government out there that's trying to control its citizens, like like China, like mm. like Russia. Mm. But you know, what if that was creeping into America? What if that was starting to happen here? Would you be alarmed? Yes, but I don't see what's go- I don't see how. Uh, and again, John, we talked about this. It's the government's not put a gun in anybody's head and said, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to get vaccinated and what in, in, in New York and in, in, what, in, what, well, in when they do the lockdowns, they but you know, yeah, that's exactly. But, but again, here we go. They, 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 I mean, they are forcing businesses to, to shut down. So, so it did sort of have a but I feel like it was justified because of the unknown of this terrible pandemic. Exactly. You're, so it, it wasn't because I don't think the reasons it wasn't because of, uh, they're trying to control people. They were just trying to not get people killed. Mm-hmm. They were trying to spread this pandemic. So that, I think that's the missing part. It's like, okay, but, and so again, though, I, I do want to like take a step back and say, you know, we got to keep an eye on it, that it doesn't go in that direction. Um, I'm not saying it is at all, by, by any means, but uh, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we're not just dismissing this. Not, let's not be dismissive of things too much in this case, in this case. Why are there so many people that are so passionate at these meetings? And they're, they're coming in like, what? there's got to be a reason. A real reason beyond just the news and stuff. Like they, there's a lot of fear in people that they're losing their freedom, and whether it's warranted or not, that's real for them. Well, I think John, these folks are being fed lies, and they're believing them. They're I hope by, they're, they're, I, they're taking the bait. And I hope they're lies. I hope that all of this is. I hope. I really sincerely hope that they're lies, and I hope that there aren't anybody. There's nobody in the government right now that who is going in that direction. I really do. And I, I believe there, I believe that there's, that is not the, I don't think that there people in the government are wanting that actively, but there are some people in the, that are pretty far left that might. Um, And there are people in America that are pro communist and pro pro stuff like that. And those people are going to be wanting to do that. But I mean, obviously I don't want that to happen, but, um, but I'm not like, I don't, I, I feel like I have, I, I have common sense and I don't, I don't, you just, the, the, I think these people are, are fearing the worst. They're going to the farthest yeah. worst case scenario. And, and then you got people out there, all the, all the podcast people and the media people who, and the politicians who are just like confirming those fears and, and reinforcing them every day. A mm-hmm. hundred tweets a day, these people do. Oh yeah, finding yeah. ways to reinforce that fear. Um, you know, Afghanistan. I I don't think that really has to do with with that particular fear. Mm-hmm. All Afghanistan is is just another way to break down the current administration. The way they're approaching it. Yeah, like, yeah. They're not looking at it in any way of um 
what is best for our country. Yeah, they're right? not looking at it objectively at no. all. The only thing they're they're using it as a smear campaign. Yes, you know, and I'm like, look, uh, whether the right wants to hear this or not, Trump, as everybody now knows, signed a peace deal a year ago with the Taliban to leave Afghanistan in May. Right. Okay, and and he had, and here's here's the kicker. They released, at that time, at the behest of the Trump administration, they released Taliban members who were in prison at the time. And That's the, part of the deal. And one of them, yeah, and one of them is now the head, is the Grand Poobah yeah. in, uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah. So, you know... I, Again, it's the, what do you focus on? Yeah. Uh, you focus on uh, 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 everything is focused on um, Biden's horrible decision making and that fact that he just pulled us out, but you know, pulled us out before we were ready, and the thirteen Marines died, which is horrible. Believe me, this is well, a horrible I, thing. And but but it was a suicide bomb by ISIS. Had nothing to do with Taliban. Mm-mm. That was ISIS. That was ISIS. I, and, they took and credit now for it. ISIS and Taliban are going to be fighting over Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So that was going to happen no matter when we left. I heard right? an, an interview uh, by a Brook, Brookings Institute uh, expert on the Middle East, and he said, and I, and we're already seeing it. He said Afghanistan is going to be nothing more than another Syria. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the, you've got factions. They've got factions fighting amongst themselves, you know. And so it's it, it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, I think one of the things that bothered me about you know you know you and I both agree that we should probably never have gone into Afghanistan in the first place, like right. Colin Powell tried to tell yeah. Bush at the time and got fired for it. Uh, but I think the Afghanis themselves got complacent because we'd been there for like 20 years. That's, yeah. You know, much, and I think, so, well, yeah. well, we don't have to worry about the Taliban because the U.S. military is here and they're, and they're keeping yeah. them at bay. I mean, how long does it take? You're supposed to come in. You're supposed to train the security forces. You're supposed to That's hand, the it, hand it back over to the country. We're not permanently there. I think, uh, and actually, I, I I saw a video of um, Biden speaking about kind of like summarizing sort of the reason why he withdrew, and I have it here. If you want to, I'm gonna just play it real oh, quick, sure. see if I can get it to queue up. Um, to those here we go asking for a third decade of war in Afghanistan, I ask, what is the vital national interest? In my view, we only have one to make sure Afghanistan can never be used again to launch an attack on our homeland. Remember why we went to Afghanistan in the first place? Because we were attacked by Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda on September 11th, 2001. And they were based in Afghanistan. We delivered justice to bin Laden on May 2nd, 2011, over a decade ago. Al-Qaeda was decimated. I respectfully suggest you ask yourself this question. If we'd been attacked on September 11, 2001, from Yemen instead of Afghanistan, would we have ever gone to war in Afghanistan? Even though the Taliban controlled Afghanistan in the year 2001? I believe the honest answer is no. That's because we had no vital interest in Afghanistan other than to prevent an attack on America's homeland and our friends. And that's true today. We succeeded in what we set out to do in Afghanistan over a decade ago. Then we stayed for another decade. It was time to end this war. Yeah, so he uh, doesn't always sound great. But, oh no, no. <laughs> but that that was pretty decently said, I'd say. I, just to remind people of like the sort of the basic premise that you know, there's people that are 
20 years old. They have no idea what's, I mean, we've been in Afghanistan their whole lives, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, uh, it's very strange um, that, you know, we've been there 20 years, longest American war, the longest American war. Uh, and another thing is like, we call it a war. I even, I had to go look up what is a war because like what constitutes a war versus a conflict versus a whatever else. It's like, is this even a war? Like who are we, who are we at war against? Like you know, police action. It's, it was it's so complicated. Um, but I think that he did kind of summarize it fairly well there. Um, it's kind of reminding people, you know, we should have been out of there 10 years ago. And if, and when you look at the, the overall, I, the numbers here, um, on, Almost 2,500 Americans, American yes. military killed. Uh, 66,000 of Afghan security forces killed. Uh, 50, over 50,000 civilians and about 51,000 Taliban and other uh, forces, anti-forces. Um, we spent uh, $2.5 trillion in, in Afghanistan. And um, so... You just think about like what was the point, right? And uh, how long are we going to be there? It's, it's pulling off a bandaid, you know. Mm -hmm. It's you got to get. I maybe we could he could have done it better. Mm -hmm. He probably could have like planned it. Is it going to be ever be perfect? No, no. no. Uh, Trump had, as you said, had his own plan to get out. He was very strong about wanting to get out. Mm -hmm. Um. Basically, Biden did what he was going to do, and he's taking the brunt for, for, for Trump's plan. Now, all the logistics, taking the military out first, leaving people here, leaving people there, I don't know about. It's probably some, there's always going to be some collateral damage in these situations. It yeah. sucks. It sucks. But that's, but the, the sucky part was 20 years ago, mm -hmm. deciding to go there in the first place. Um, it, maybe it was worthwhile because, it was, it, I actually believe it was worthwhile. I didn't, I was anti-Iraq a hundred percent. Like there was no reason to go to Iraq in my mind, but I actually felt at the time that it was justified to go to Afghanistan because that's where bin Laden was that they had until that they knew that to go there and to, we had to do something about mm -hmm. this attack. Right. And oh, I think sure. Afghanistan, if, if anything, we knew that they were there and they were, and then they ended up going back and forth to Pakistan and all that. But um, it took 10 years to get them. We got them. So why are we still there for 10 years? Well, yeah, a total of tw actually 21 years. 10 years you, after we got yeah, in line. And a total of yeah. 21 yeah. years. But, you know, I I saw it. Of course, this was Gorbachev. He, told, he, he said he knew that the U.S. going into Afghanistan was doomed from the start because they were going to run into the same thing same the Russians issues. did. Yeah. And he said, you know, he said, this, it's an honor for these people to die. And there is no, you know, you leader, yeah. like you cut off the head and you, you kill the, no, they don't care. I think maybe the they difference, don't care. the difference between how the right and the left looks at this issue is the right looks at, is down there looking with a microscope mm -hmm. on deaths and individual atrocities mm -hmm. and the left is looking at the bigger picture no i yes i can see that yeah i mean and i'm in the middle and i'm i'm kind of i like looking at the big picture in this one too because when you really look at it 20 years is a big deal and mm -hmm. i know believe me the 13 marines that died and and you know the other things that have happened in the last month is horrible and it's like it's just awful but you know that's kind of Again, it's not, I mean, yeah, I think no matter how we were to, to extract ourselves, there was going to be something. Right? Oh yeah. There was I, going to be something. I heard, uh, uh, he's retired now, but one of the, uh, military commanders that had been in Afghanistan for years, he said, look, so I don't care how you did it, but it was always, it would always be doomed to the same thing we saw at Saigon. And I, yeah. you know, and the bottom line is I've heard nothing but criticism from the right. You know, they, okay, yeah. how would you have done it? And I have not heard That's the whole thing one with, thing with a lot. yet. How would you have done it? What would, what would have been the right way? Because Trump was going to get out. So how, yeah. how, so, yeah. so, so you think this was such a bust? He also wanted to do the infrastructure deal and 
he was talking about how great infrastructure is. And then after he's out of office saying how, you know, it's not expensive and all the Republicans are anti, but oh, you know yeah. how that goes. It's like, they don't actually do anything. They, they just talk about it. And then when the Democrats actually do things, mm-hmm. man, I sound like a Democrat, don't I? Jeez. You do. Jeez. That's all right. As long as well, you don't start sounding like, sound they, like a goddamn they, Republican. But they kind of do. They kind of do the, the hard work. And then the Republicans come in there and screw it all up. One yeah. other point I wanted to say about the cost of the Afghanistan war. Oh, yeah. I got some good info on that. So back in the Korean War, uh, Truman to, tried to uh, uh, think about how are we going to pay for this war? So he raised the top taxes to 92% mm-hmm. during, uh, during that war, Korean War. Um, so the, the wealthiest were paying 92% of their taxes, <laughs> their income to, 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 to the government, which is crazy. Um, and there's a lot more to it than this, obviously. I'm just pointing out one particular thing. In the Vietnam War, LBJ raised, raised the tax to 77% for the top. In the Afghanistan and Iraq wars, Bush cut taxes of the wealthy by 8%. So how are we going to pay for all this? There's no... You know, we're still paying for it. And something that was started 20 years ago, uh, we financed the war, $2.5 trillion. The interest costs are estimated to be $6.5 trillion by 2050, just the interest cost mm-hmm. alone from this war. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just another cherry on top of the, the shit sandwich that was created <laughs> in 2001. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, get, I feel like I could do a whole other podcast about 2001. Oh yeah, and that nine eleven and all that, um, and t- mostly they're about the reaction to it. Um, yes, it was a really hard time. I remember it very, very well, but um, it really kind of started. Um, they have been at the beginning of, you know, sort of a slow burn on our on our country a little bit, right? The actual event was horrible, but how we responded was insane, mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Like what we did to Iraq what we did in Afghanistan. Yeah. And um, it's just like, it's mind boggling, but. Well, you know, I, one thing getting back to 2001, John, this is one thing that's always really irritating me. That was the biggest intelligence failure, failure uh, since Pearl Harbor. And not, but, but do you know that not one head rolled over that? Not one person was dismissed or whatever. Everybody just went right on. And I don't remember, you know, people saying, oh, well, you know, this, uh, you know, coming down on Bush, they were behind them. And they could easily come down and say, hey, where's, where's your intelligence? You know, what kind of leader are you when you let these a horrible uh, intelligence failure like this happened but i don't remember anybody doing that yeah yep 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 and i don't i don't remember anybody coming down on ford as saigon don't remember that but 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 now man they're all over biden all over him yeah man i don't know it's uh in in addition to all this other you know there's so many crazy things out there in, in the world that, and then he he decides to pull out of afghanistan so i think it's a ballsy move mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm proud of him for doing that even if he it might be a little senile i'm i'm proud of him I, I think his heart's in the right place um i think it it was the right move it's like very very you think when you're president you're going to have some really hard decisions um obviously president sure. of the united states of america in this day and age um and I don't think he cares about his legacy very much. He just wants to do what's right. Yes. He doesn't care. I do. Well, he has, he's like, I want to do what I feel is right, right mm-hmm. now. And I think, and I agree with his move to move out. I wish we would have done 10 years ago. Um, I wish Obama would have done it. Yeah, I do too. I wish Obama would have done it. I think that's a failure on his part. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I think, Obama, well, in fact, Obama said I, rem- I remember him saying we're, we're going to stay in the even they they even beefed up the troop number of troops yeah he got sucked you know? into that hole yeah he got i got sucked into it you know it's like you maybe there's other things going on i don't know i don't i never looked into why he didn't get out of uh of afghanistan yeah. um 
And then and then Trump comes along and has four years to to do it and doesn't do it and says he's going to do it and doesn't do it. Um, so I, I, I give him credit, you know, and it's a tough decision. And, you know, there's going to be a little collateral damage, unfortunately. And um, I know it's not a little to the people that are affected, but geez, uh, you know, it's like you look at some of the shit that's happened in the world, World War One, World War Two, forty 40 million people, eight, you know, 50 million, 60 million people dead. Yeah, 60 like, million is, people let, dead Let's get World serious. Like, what, let's really, like, yeah. you know, our perspective's a little skewed right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're, we're kind of, like, being a little bit, you know, soft here. We well, need to realize that sometimes you got to make big, tough decisions. You know that point you made about President Biden and his not really being worried about his legacy? I agree with you. Big difference between him and Donnie Trump is, like you said, I think Biden is focused on doing what he feels is best for the country. Exactly. Yeah. Trump yeah. always does what's best for Trump. Yeah. And Trump, Trump doesn't and give Trump, a damn about Trump this was, country. He never Tr- has. And Trump was deciding things on his own. He was oh, not. Yeah. He was not getting consulted. I think Biden is getting consulted, and there's a, there's probably a lot of people behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of a question mark as to, as far as who is really making the decisions, but I still feel that he, he wouldn't, you know, he, he takes those things into consideration and makes it this final decision. Mm-hmm. Whereas Trump just kind of decides on his own and doesn't really listen to people. Um, Biden, you know, I think he was probably realizing that there was a lot of people telling him he should do this. And, um, I think he made the right choice. I really do. Oh no, I, I do too. I will just last thing I want to say about that is, you know, one of the factors they took into account was the Afghan military, 300,000. And these are 300,000 that we have been training for the last 20 years. And we have our weapons and all that. And they gave up Kabul without firing (laughs) a shot. You know, that, that says it all, you know, that says it all. There's no, there was no winning. There was no good outcome with this. So this was, I'm sorry, everybody out there. Um, this is this had to happen, and it's it's done. Let's move on. Um, let's let it. You know, I I I don't know what's going to happen at this point, but I, I think the Taliban and, and the ISIS might be warring now oh, yeah. to try oh, to yeah. get control. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. they're like the caliphate and the they're trying to go. The, who's who's the most Sharia law? And I just feel bad for all the women over there and all the people that mm-hmm. were trying to get normal lives, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's horrible. Um, but you know, we can't be the world police forever. And I, you know, I, I should never have been in the first place. So. Well, you know, in the end, John, it always has to be for any real change to take place. The people of that country have to be behind it and willing to sacrifice yeah. for it. And the people they of that had the opportunity. Did, they, they did. They had that opportunity. They we had. gave them everything we could. So let's take a little quick break. quarter of our U.S. national debt is due to Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, and Pakistan. Wow. $28.7 trillion. Wow. Was towards those. So none of those really did anything. Mm-hmm. They did something for someone. Well, They made some people pretty rich, but that's 25% of our national debt. Do you know what really eventually did in the Soviet Union? was their overspending for years on the military. Yeah. It broke them. It literally bankrupted them. Well, they also aren't a capitalist society. No, so that's they don't, true. They don't, they don't have, like, the same things that we do. But right. But, but but actually, that's what did it in. They, yeah. They, 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 they broke the bank. Um, there was a video of someone hanging by the neck from a, a helicopter. helicopter. Yes. Uh, in that said that that was a Taliban with like a U.S. helicopter and obviously proven to be false. And you know who jumped on that? Don Jr. Well, better yet, Ted Cruz. Well, Don Jr. now has it on his Twitter page. Mm -hmm. That's his, it says Biden and the 
the E or something is the helicopter with the hanging guy. Right. And, so, and it's, it's, so his whole premise of his whole life is basically his, his Twitter page, which is he's, mm-hmm. he hangs his whole hat on is false. He's, he's admitting his, I mean, obviously we already know that, but it's just like, it's continuing to confirm his yeah. falseness. Well, we well, yeah, got Ted Cruz was all over that. And, uh, in fact, I saw him uh, on the internet. You know, he said, "Oh, you know, this is look, look at this. You know, look look what we've left the the situation we left the Afghani people in." Well, the guy that did that video, he called himself the comedian. Oh, the in Afghanistan? No, that oh. did the video. Oh. It's, it's bogus. Okay, it's absolutely bogus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's, fact, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. and in fact, if you look at it, it was real blurry. But then they enhanced it and the guy hanging actually had a harness on yeah you know yeah so that's kind of silly but i have um a bunch of things i want to just kind of ram through real quick okay okay? um remember we talked about that guy from newsmax that died from covid he was an anti-vaxxer oh yeah uh two other guys right-wing guys also passed away there was another one yesterday sorry to hear that guys but Mm -hmm. uh Mark Bernier from uh, Daytona Beach and Phil Valentine from Nashville. They are both in their 60s, early 60s, mm-hmm. both uh, Adam and anti-vaxxers, um, and they uh, they passed away. And so all in one, with the, within the same month, these guys that were mm-hmm. like vocal anti-vaxxers out there. It's nuts, man. There was one, uh, this, there was another case I just, I just saw this morning. Uh, he was a conservative radio host somewhere in Florida, and lo and behold, he That's died. That's probably the Daytona Beach guy. Yeah, he, about yeah, Mark he died. Well, his his friend, a woman, went on there, and she she had believed all his crap until he died. Yeah. And she she said, "Well, he, the last thing he says is is uh, don't let other people make the same mistake I did." Yeah, you know, and and, and there's there was a case in Texas. This guy was young. Mm. Uh, he wasn't a radio personality, but 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 he was an avid anti-vaxxer. He was like in his thirties. Okay, yeah. had young had a young family with kids, of course, and he even started up a, a movement. And they were having rallies, anti-vax rallies. And guess what? He, at the ripe old age, I think it was thirty-four or something like that, died from COVID. That's shitty, um, it's horrible. All, all of it. I hate that we have to report on these things. Um, wish people just weren't that mistrusting of of uh, of all of this stuff. It's silly. But um, vaccinated as a percentage of uh, hospitals and deaths um, range state to state from 0.2% to 4.7%. So all of all the hospitalized and deaths... Um, there's it just came out in the new york times like two days ago um the, the vaccinator you're talking about some states it's 0.2 percent so 99.8 percent mm-hmm. are, are unvaccinated who oh are, yeah who are either hospitalized or or, or death mm-hmm. um up the highest of all the states was 4.7 percent um so that's still less than 95 percent which is uh i'm sorry greater than 95 percent. but anyway it's um the numbers are there. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And there's there's a lot of people out there um, that that still feel that um, you know they're focusing the spotlight on the you know 0.2 percent mm-hmm. and the four uh, percent and saying that it's you know bogus. Um, and you know, big another big thing is is uh, natural immunity. Natural immunity oh, is a big point that's coming up that we need to just let it go and let it let it rip. Um, and sure, you know, let let your natural immunity do it. You don't have to get vaccinated, but you know, when you do get it, and you you know, if you do get it, let your natural immunity cure it. Well, of course, we had bubonic pl- plague. Let, you, let your natural body just uh, you don't you don't need science to fix you. Just, when they, when you they had bubonic plague, uh, people believed God was going to take care of them. Yeah, you know, I now look. Natural immunity is a real thing. Yeah, I mean, well, of course, most, most of yeah. the time it is fine, but but, but in certain situations like this, it, yeah. COVID is a rip snorting pathogen. It's yes, nasty. It's yes. bad. In fact, the the variety, the Delta variety, is worse, many times worse than the original strain that was here. But here's one thing that this really blew me away. In August, 
of course, today's September 1st. Do you realize that in July and August, they had more active hospital cases of COVID than they did this time last year? Yeah. And it was almost to the point of where it first came up, like the highest point. It was almost to the highest point. Yes. The peak, the peak of the whole um, pandemic. So, but, but it's actually, I just saw something today where it's starting to kind of ebb a little. It's starting to come down just a little bit. So I'd like to move on. I, I don't want like to dwell too long on the COVID. Sure. Although it is an interesting topic. Um, I would like to just briefly talk about the fire in Tahoe because I am a big fan of Lake Tahoe. I used to live in California. Mm-hmm. And it's very sad what's going on out there. Um, my buddy Ari has a cabin out there. Um, right close to where the tram is uh, on the California side of Tahoe. And uh, right now, it's not looking good. It went over the Granite Peak. Um, the whole city was evacuated. It's over 200,000 acres of burnt, um, the Calder Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Dixie Fire that's also 844,000 acres. Um, I guess my question is which you're not going to be able to answer, but I'm going to throw it out there is, uh, is this caused, is this part of the climate change issue? And how do you, how do you quantify that? I had this morning, in fact, this was on CBS, uh, on their website, there is a video, a documentary that they did on that very subject. Why? Because you got to remember, we're not, they've got wildfires in spain i mean this greece is getting greece exactly it's not just the u.s and the the the, their study it was a study they did of the correlation between climate change and these wildfires and it's called bring your own brigade and i did not have enough time to watch it but i do intend to watch it when i get home the one thing having lived out there until last year um i noticed was the biggest thing that changed was the winds. The winds mm-hmm. were much stronger. Yeah. And I want to understand why that is. Um, I was trying to get my friend um, Mitch on because he's a climate change guy. That's who I was trying to get for this episode. But oh, I wasn't, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I wasn't about able that. to get him on, but um, maybe I'll hear from him back before we're ended, ended this. But I did a little bit of research, but it seems like there's there are some changes to the jet stream. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple things that are potentially like the Diablo and Santa Ana winds have become a lot stronger. Well, and the in Gulf California. Stream has the Gulf Stream has changed too on the East Coast. Yes, uh, so that ha- it could be related to climate mm-hmm. change. Like when things warm, when things you know that it's so that would that would make sense. And then fortunately, that's what happens because it, you know the winds when the winds pick up. That's what fires love. They love oxygen. They love wind. Oh sure. And then you also add the factor of embers flying in the air oh, sure. over the top of things and landing, and landing on, on things that are and, so yep. not, there might be a big barrier there mm-hmm. but that'll fly right over that barrier and start a start a spot fire on the other side and then that spreads and it's like it's gotten really bad and you know i man i love california but um you know i moved away from there last year and one i think the final straw was wildfires for me uh, you know, like the expensiveness. I lived in the Bay Area, and, and it was insanely expensive, and it's even more now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and then plus the traffic, and then you just sprinkle wildfires on there because they were starting to take, they were starting to you know turn off the electric for three days as a precaution. Oh yeah, so we didn't get yeah, we didn't get any power. Blackouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, one of my favorite places in the world, is um, completely evacuated and. You know, the ski resorts and all those little cabins and all that, you know, history and all those people that live there. It's just like, I hope that they're okay. But Tahoe is down 35% when it's in its water level. Well, that's uh, another issue, too. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. yeah so uh, you, you combine the, the extreme drought. This is mm-hmm. probably one of the worst droughts they've ever had right yeah. now, this year. Um, and um you you add these winds in there and you know oh my gosh it's not even it just is september 1st i mean this stuff doesn't is it's not even really bad fire season until october oh yeah because it doesn't yeah. rain there from may until mm-hmm. october no um 
And they're even talking about winter fires now because of the lack of precipitation. And there's such the water level so low. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know why I'm going on this. Well, I saw a rant. I saw this morning uh, where the firefighters in California are trying to join the two fires. Hmm. So and because that way, instead of trying to fight two separate fires at once, they'll be fighting one fire. Like corral it. Yes, exactly. That's that's yeah. the whole that's the whole idea. And of course, you know what's going to happen. One of these days, the drought's going to break. I mean, God knows who when. But when the rain comes down, you're going to have mudslides. Well, we did. So we yeah. did actually. Um, you know, maybe like three or four years ago, it was like um, very very rainy, very snowy. Mm-hmm. It was, and what that did is it 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 um, it created a lot more vegetation than normal. Mm-hmm. so like it everything grew like crazy because yeah. there was so much water and there was all the reservoirs were full but then it, it was a horrible fire wildfire season because so, it, so now all this stuff dries nothing, out and burns the, the, the <laughs> one wild card factor here is the wind yeah and, and you also add this is an important thing too the power lines are not maintained properly there's trees laying on the power lines oh god everywhere in california because they have not maintained them and so, and they're not used to those high winds. And so those, even the power poles can't even withstand those winds. Yeah. And so you're getting 70, 80, 90 miles an hour winds, you know, they're coming over these mountains. I heard, I, I, I saw something that's called a hydraulic jump, like the way the wind comes over and it jumps like a splash in the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it creates this insane, um, just power of, of wind like they did and that could be that's a that's a side effect of the of the shifting of the jet stream but anyway i am not a scientist do not listen to me um, well i know there was uh, a few weeks ago they were uh they were really blaming uh pacific pacific gas and electric for a lot of these fires because of that very reason because these these limbs were laying over these power yeah. lines and they cause shorts and it starts a fire they have not done a good job yeah. of, of clearing yeah. those out but i think it's even even the power poles themselves aren't even built to withstand that and, no no and yeah i mean <clears throat> the amount of space they're trying to cover is so great great like it's mm-hmm. there's they don't have enough money to to, yeah. they would have to raise the rates so high it's going to be a disaster out there you got water issues you got power line issues you yeah, got yeah. you got yeah. wildfire issues it's like that i mean i had to get out of there so carmel indiana ain't looking so bad right now well you know the other thing too is i saw that they're they are restricting use of uh, the colorado river for oh water. colorado's at the lowest point ever yeah, too and, yeah. and you think about how much uh that you know fl- supplies uh vegas and all these other places mm-hmm. in los angeles you know those are desert areas they should oh, not yeah. they should not be inhabited you know true all of arizona like <laughs> las vegas southern california they they don't have any water no unless they create a desalination plant that really works i don't see any of that really working in the future you know yeah. colorado river is gonna you know, if it doesn't supply, and the, also the uh, all of this, the snowpack is is not nearly what it used to be. So. No, it's uh, like I said. You know, when the other, of course, the other problem they're going to get into now. Now that all that foliage is burned off, when it does start to rain, you're going to be looking at major mudslides. Well, we had that in California and, too. Yeah, yeah, we had major, rock slides, major oh, yeah. mudslides, oh, landslides yeah. where I used to live. Um, it's just one thing after another. So. Anyway, I'm I'm happy to be uh to be out of there. I got 22 good years there though. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> before it was it's before like, it turned into this weird like disaster place. It's like I've said, we've got something here. We got a whole lot of something here that the West has never had enough of and never will have enough of, and that's water. Uh, wow. We got water. They don't. Yeah, we have water. Although August it barely rained here and our grass died, but yeah, that's but we get those. That's that's a little bit. But it's it pretty rained, normal, but, fairly normal. But we've yeah. been getting some rain. Yeah. You know, it's not like we've just gone absolutely, absolutely dry. I know. Uh, yeah. So I noticed in the news there's a shipping issue, mm. and there's a shortage issue. Mm-hmm. This is not new. I know, I know that this, people have been talking about this for a while. I think both of us have realized have started noticing a little bit more in our regular lives in the stores. We're starting to see like big empty shelves yes yes and it's like what's that about and so i today i read something in 
California, there's 44 large, extra large container ships offshore waiting to be unloaded. Mm-hmm. And the average wait is almost eight days. Wow. Where the normal average wait is zero to one day. Wow. And those uh, those container ships are just sitting out there. So that the supply chain, most of them are from China mm-hmm. or wherever this stuff's coming from, but most of them are from China. There's a labor shortage. Mm-hmm. There's also... Uh, COVID issues. There's Truck also, driver shortage. There's also um, those ships apparently are two to three times bigger than they were 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. they take much, much longer to unload. And you also have a combine that with a labor shortage and, mm-hmm. and those other issues. Um, and it were, we're, you know, slowly kind of creeping into this place where we're, we're going to be, having a lot more shortages. And I've also heard that, you know, just the prices, like people have manufacturing, a lot of people started sending their manufacturing into China. So they're all waiting for their products. These, these people, these small businesses, medium businesses, uh, they're waiting for their products to come and their, their lead time is now 60 days, 90 days. You want, yeah, I, you I, want something? 90 days. Yeah, I, I heard some used re- to be five re- days. Restaurants are having a problem because they can't get supplies in. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it is a big problem. And I, uh, it, it's like there's a big trucking shortage and all that. And uh, I don't know. I hope it improves. Well, one thing they but, could do is I, I think they, they're stopping unemployment for the, the extension of unemployment. That mm-hmm. was something that was keeping people from going to work because they were like, why would I go to work when this I can make all true. this money? Yeah, yeah. They're probably burnt out. They wanted a break. Um, and then I guess they ended the eviction moratorium too. Yes. Um, so, I, I mean, as, as painful as those things are, it's like they're probably the right choice. You know, like you need to get back to normal life somewhat. And um, you can't just not, you know, people can't get evicted in California right now. Like no matter what no. they do, they don't pay rent. They haven't paid rent in a year. What's the landlord doing? He's got to pay well, his mortgage. It's like, funny it you should say that because I saw that there is this woman's landlord. She is now homeless because uh, the bank foreclosed on all her rental units because she wasn't getting paid rent. And now she lives out of her car. Right. And so, yeah. Like why, uh, why do you choose one group over another? Yeah. Like, um, uh, I don't know. Like I get it for a short time, but you got to have like, there's the common sense issue again, that seems to be when it comes down to it, people lack that, but I don't know. I don't know where all this is going to end or where it's going to head, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's just a little scary. It's a little scary. The, The shortage issue. And at least I do feel that it was good to end the unemployment extension, federal unemployment extension and the uh, eviction moratorium. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can, sure. I can see that. I, it's just, you know, it's always, it's always a domino effect. You know, everybody forgets that, you know, it's like, okay, you got people that can't afford to pay their rent, but then you've got landlords that have to make payments. Everybody thinks these landlords are like just these robber barons, you know, exactly. No, a lot of Mm -hmm. landlords are just scraping by too. Yeah. They, they bought a five unit building or something and they're like taking a chance on their life and they're trying Mm -hmm. to make it work and they don't get that income. They haven't got income for a year and they, you know, defaulting on their, I don't know, man. That's yeah, and, and the banks are foreclosing. Yeah. So you know. it's like nothing, nothing is ever exactly black and white. Oh, you know, no. It's always, no. <laughs> always a little bit of gray in there and people got to chill out. Chill out, everybody. Yeah, I think the, 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 it's what bothers me more than anything right now, John, is just the insanity. All right, talk to me about the insanity. insanity. Can, give me a little bit more detail, like be, be specific on on the insanity that you're talking about. Okay, well, the lies. And I saw a, uh, this was a CNN reporter, and I forgot, we said, said, think about this. There is no retribution, there is no consequences for telling lies. You can tell lies. Think about it. I mean, who gets, 
Uh, Has pe- there ever been? Well, n- exactly, and, and and that's the problem. And we're getting we're getting. Oh, okay, here's a good example: defamation lawsuits. That's about it. Ch- yeah, there you Slander. go. Slander. Yeah, as in uh, Mike Lindell and Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> 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 yeah, the list goes on and on. Uh, but but here's one: a lie that really really ticked me off. There's this Republican congressman, I think he's from Illinois, got up at a news conference and said, oh, we'll show you how bad it is when they brought the remains of the 13 American service members were brought back to the U.S. There was nobody there to take care of them. Problem is, he made that statement hours before those bodies arrived and then to top it off the president and the first lady were waiting there huh. but 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 yeah but but these extremists are going to hear that it's like well see they don't even have any re- left didn't even have any respect yeah. for the uh for the military dead yeah um, yeah they've already made up their minds yeah that's the problem well and this stuff too think about this we have had incidences of violence violence over mask wearing in in schools and we talked to this earlier there was a board meeting school board meeting somewhere in tennessee and the parents were all irate because the school board was wanting to mandate masks for students and they did they wound up doing that and that oh boy they're probably lucky they're all still alive but this one fellow that had gotten up he was a data analyst for a medical firm whatever and was pro mask the police had to escort him to his car because people were crowding around and one guy got up his car and says you may leave free now but we know who you are and we know where you live you know you know violence over that and another case in california uh a woman grabbed this uh this teacher's mask and ripped it off his face yeah it's that it goes back to that freedom thing i think that's what i was talking about before well does freedom mean you have the right to assault somebody because they're not doing your bidding you know it's, it's the missing link is the part where it's a pandemic they think that they're forgetting that it's a pandemic oh yeah no yeah. they're, they're not taking it seriously no. and then the next thing they know they're the the radio show host in bed dying mm-hmm. of covid repenting but yeah um we didn't make the pandemic up it actually is real mm-hmm. and I don't understand why people have such a hard time understanding that. I don't know that. I guess, I guess on the other side too, like you can be too, you can go off the end too far too on the other side. But like when it comes to schools and it comes to protecting your children, why wouldn't you err on the side of caution? Well, you know, I saw the other day, there was, there was this segment on TV that I thought was perfect. First screen said, know anybody with polio? Yep. Next screen said, no, anybody with smallpox. Third screen said, vaccines work. Yeah. You know, I, and I saw a thing on, on, on Twitter, actually, this guy my age, he said, you know, when I was in school, we lined up and, and took the, the sugar cube with the, the polio vaccine. And there, was no, there weren't any parents going nuts or, right. or whatever. Well, in fact, everybody's was- parents wanted them. That's an era when people trusted people. Yeah, yeah, but what? So, so where did all they this didn't mistrust, have the internet? Where did this mistrust come from? The internet. Yeah, because you you have more access to information, and you also have access to people confusing you. Mm-hmm. People can get into your minds. No, yeah. this is true. Well, and you know, people. But one question I have is like: Is the pol- was the polio vaccine um, a mandated? Or was it just optional? Gosh, I was a kid. Um, 
And I think that comes back to again. Like, you know, I really, you know, John, I, of course, I had it and I had smallpox vaccine and, and all that because at the time those were active. Those were very dangerous active diseases. Uh, but, but whether or not it was was mandatory, I, you know, I really can't answer that question. I, I don't chicken know. Pox. I had chicken pox. The chicken pox took out my left ear. That's why I'm deaf in my no left shit. ear. Oh, yeah. I think I had it twice, actually. You're not supposed to be able to get it twice. I think I got it no, twice. No, I got it. My brothers, my older brothers brought it, brought it home from school. I got it. It got into my right ear, and then it went in bacterial infection and destroyed my middle ear. They don't have I, a vaccine for that. <laughs> not did. for varicella, no. no. How many bona fide reactions have there been to the COVID vaccines, less than one, one hundredth of one percent. It's like nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. And I... And again, it's like, sort of like what do you put the spotlight on. You put the spotlight on one in a million, and you say, see, see, that was bad. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, dude, like, that's... A, you got to look at the big picture, you know. And there, even on... Again, I said that I hate to bring up Joe Rogan again, but he... I don't even barely listen to him anymore because he's kind of gone off the deep end on this on this vaccine stuff. Yesterday, talking about lies. God knows there are all kinds of lies going around right now. But I saw where uh, Representative Calthorne from North Carolina, the guy in the wheelchair, said that, you know, in the next election, if things don't change, there's going to be bloodshed. Right. Let's just get out our shooting irons and whatever and shoot it out over this. But he told some bold-faced lies. Number one, the reason he's in a, in a wheelchair is because he was in an accident in an SUV in Florida. The guy that was driving fell asleep. And Talk about Madison Cawthorn. Yeah, Cawthorn, yeah. And anything, uh, anyway... Uh, the reason he's in a wheelchair is because he had his feet up on the dash. Uh, then he told when he was campaigning, he said he just barely made it out of a blazing inferno. Well, it was one of the other passengers in the SUV that took him out. And he said, there was no blazing inferno. You know, this is, this is, but here's, here's even a better one. He said he had applied to the Naval Academy. And he said that, well, it was the accident that trashed his uh, chances for going to uh, the Naval Academy. Buzz lie. He had been rejected months before that accident happened. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's good info. But but see this would, yeah, but this is sucks. what I'm talking about, John. You know the insanity. People are lit. You know, there's no fa- facts mean nothing. The truth. He's one of those guys nothing. that's hanging on the. Gen- he, he's one of those guys that's hanging on the old uh, election was stolen thing. Oh oh absolutely yeah. absolutely. Oh he's diehard. Yeah. Yeah he is a diehard Trumplican for sure. Yeah. You had said something about uh, January sixth. There's still some stuff going on there. The Republicans are getting scared. Yes, very much so. In fact, McCarthy, personally, I can't stand him. He came out and said, you know, the January 6th Select select Committee is uh, seeking records from telecommunication companies and uh, websites and whatever about communications and a lot of them is from members of Congress. And he got on there and said, hey, he, uh, this is a warning. You do that, and you're violating federal law. So when his office was asked, can you cite the federal law? Can you show us? They couldn't. <laughs> and nobody else could find a law that said it would be against federal law for these telecommunication companies and uh uh, internet sites to turn over information. I think he's saying that they're going to pay a big price if they do. Oh, yes. That's good point. His final comment was, the Republican majority will not forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Republicans. 
don't even know what that means anymore. You know, I, you know, I don't think they know, John. I really, I, you know, I really don't. I truly don't. They're fighting for something. I mean, God knows I've never been a Republican, but I've always had, you know, some respect for them. But now I have absolutely no respect for them at all. I don't believe anything they say. Well, I don't lie to note. I think it's time for us to bid adieu okay. for the, the episode 21. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give us a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. If you didn't, just, uh, you know, stay quiet. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can also, um, what else can you do? Well, you can contact us. Uh, you could contact on, us, I suppose. On Twitter or by email, because we really want to hear from you. I mean, whether you agree with us or disagree with us or what, we really want to hear from you. Another and, thing I'd like you to do is tell your friends, tell your family, share share us on social media. You know, like say, hey, you know what? These guys, sometimes they say some cool stuff. Not that much, but, you know, every now and then. No, you I listen, wouldn't say that, John. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Always they say bits of wisdom very important and you should listen and share it with everyone you know mm -hmm. so we can what, what's our main goal take over the world yeah well yeah we i want to control you we are the left yeah, we want yeah, to we control you left and, and, and we're trying to well it's mind control that's yes. what we're doing that's mind, mind control, control and we want to force you to wear masks and get the vaccine exactly exactly that's, that's our goal um, no, we just like to talk and just be normal people yep. and just have common sense. That's all. But thanks for listening. We appreciate you and, uh, hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well,